the football world these last 24 hours the two undisputed goats are stepping away at least for now with bill belichick Mm -hmm. and nick saban moving on from their team saban retiring and belichick parting ways mutually with the patriots which is interesting and then pete carroll out in seattle he's a damn good coach too i think these past two years he's proven he's a hall of fame coach Uh um moving or, or i guess taking the John Elway role, stepping up into the organization, probably keeping that same paycheck while doing less work. Which of these moves impacts the Broncos the most, if at all? Let's break this down on the DMVR Broncos podcast, where I'm joined by Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis. What are you rocking, an orange shirt? Yeah, Casablanca. Damn, I love it. That is yeah. fresh. Uh, and Henry Chisholm, what are you rocking, Henry? Oh, uh, just the old Nike pullover. Just Raiders yep. colors once again. I don't. I. Um, that's shoes. the thing is they took like the black and the gray. Like <laughs> it's just they're the simple colors to wear. I guess you, you gotta be creative to put, put oranges on and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? it's true. Raiders, uh, I'm uncreative just like them. You could say they're DNVR colors. We're Raiders colors, aren't we? That's kind of messed up. Uh, hmm. You know who did that? Ryan. I would think so, Probably right? Ryan. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's probably Ryan's fault. <laughs> and Zach Stevens rolling with you. Ryan's going to be rolling with us tomorrow. We got you here <laughs> behind the camera who is not going with Raiders Colors today, so we appreciate no, that. He does Rice have a Rice Krispie treat in his hand, though, starting the day off yep. right at 11 a.m. And, fellas, wh- which of these moves surprised you the most? Let's start there. Uh, Pete Carroll, for sure. I didn't think that he was uh, going to be hanging it up. Anytime soon. I mean, he's been doing a great job coaching. He is old. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I thought he had a couple more years left in him. Um, seemed like he still had that energy, still had that mm-hmm. that uh, youthfulness about him. So I thought he would still be coaching. Yeah, it's like kind of rude to call people old. So it's kind of nice that <laughs> honestly, all three of these guys are so old that uh-huh. nobody could argue with you saying it. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you t- like if I told my mom, like, you're old, she'd be like, no, I'm like 50 something or whatever. Yeah. But like these guys it's like, yeah, they are old. They're mm-hmm. all old. But they're still, I mean, they all, I, I guess Belichick didn't surprise me much just because there have been the rumors. Um, Saban, I guess, probably surprised me the most just because I never really considered that he would retire. Like, it just never crossed my mind. Even with Pete Carroll, there were, like, moments where you're like, he is super old, but, like, he's doing his thing. So I'd go Saban. Yeah, Saban, uh, it happened during our company meeting. Yeah. It's hard to pay attention after that. But yeah. with these two hard NF- before. What? Hard before. <laughs> what? It's hard no, to pay attention before. Yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying uh, This was like about 10 this way. No, no. <laughs> Damn it. I thought, like, can I just I not hear copy. Henry the rest of this pod? Uh, <laughs> let's stick with the two NFL guys. Which one was a bigger mistake? If, if either was a mistake, do you think it was the right decision? Because both of them uh, seem like it probably came from the organization side, specifically Pete. Um, but both presented as like, well, we mutually decided this. No, I think it was a uh, good decision, kind of for both of them. Um, Bill Belichick, you know, hadn't has his hasn't had his best seasons the last couple of years. Pete Carroll, uh, he's been playing well. They've been like in contention, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trying to make the playoffs, so I, I don't think they've been in a bad spot. Uh, but they're just old, man. And I think yeah. we can call them old. I think both yep. these guys are out there. I looked at the life. Expect expectancy for <laughs> for males in the U.S. and it's seventy six point four. Like, wow, they are yeah. awfully close. Did you know? Not saying anything's gonna happen, but they're old. <laughs> so, so like in, in 1776. So like when the country started, life expectancy was like thirty eight. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Double like now. yeah. So everybody's always like, yeah, the founding fathers like they weren't some old men. And it's like, well, they. I mean, they kind of were for the time, but that's I guess kind of a separate conversation. Um, yeah, no, they're. I don't think either is really a mistake. Like it's, it sounds crazy to get rid of Bill Belichick. 
Like if it was the 80s, you'd be like, no, you got to keep that guy. Like that's the best like program, but like that sort of stuff. Even like the 90s, 2000s even, but like, I don't know. His is, I guess what, what really made that defense great was like the, the um, match defense, like the cover three kind of match defense that he and Saban both built together that kind of powered both those schemes through, I mean, that would have been like the late 2000s. But now that everybody's gone to like quarters, even like the great idea, the uh, not that there weren't more, but kind of like the one that I always think of, like Bill Belichick is the guy who cut, came up with that. Like now everybody's just playing like the too high, like cover four, like even schematically things don't work. And then you get into like, it's these young guys who don't necessarily want to just be yelled at all day. And like, I don't know. It, it, he's just like from a different era of, of like, as you said, like a 50 year era. I guess that was before the podcast. He's been in the league for 49 years, but like that to me is like, it's the game may have passed him by a little bit after after 50 years like this isn't meant to like slight him in any way so are you saying he's done because i don't think he's done i mean i don't think he's done but i think like his good coaching years are well behind him Mm. yeah i don't know about that yeah he just needs the right talent okay it's enough talent i think he'll be able to put himself in another good position like I think your mind it takes a long time for your mind to leave you there's a lot of old coaches in the nfl still Mm -hmm. outside of these two uh that are very smart as far as like scheme so i think he still has the scheme part of the game down he just didn't have the talent to execute the way he wanted to even with these past defenses these last few years the defenses have been really good still Mm -hmm. even this Mm -hmm. past year like he was without his two best defensive players and it's not like he was stacked with talent the defenses were still good and so Mm -hmm. this kind of leads to the next question pertaining to the broncos do any of these moves impact the broncos no no i don't think so god not unless Bill Belichick ends up coming to the AFC West mm, in some other position. So mm-hmm. I think that is something that cannot be ignored. Yeah. I think I'm going to make an argument that two of these moves mm-hmm. could impact the Broncos. And the one that definitely does, I think, is Bill Belichick yep. for what you said. And I think there's two main reasons why this could impact the Broncos. Uh, Bill Belichick, odds haven't come out yet. But all the rumors before he officially moved on from the Patriots was he's going to be either going to the Commanders um, or the Chargers. Now, the Falcons have kind of picked up a little steam recently, but the Chargers are a team that can't be discounted. Mm -hmm. And, Todd, you said if he has the right pieces around him, that he can be a a really good coach and kind of resurrect his career. And I think, unfortunately, I don't want him to go to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. because I think those pieces could be there. Justin Herbert is not Tom Brady, not even close. But this would be like the mold of what he had in New England. A great quarterback that he hires the right offensive guys and lets them do that their thing on the side of the ball yep. or on that side of the ball. And then he takes any pieces on defense and makes it at least a good defense, likely a great defense, which he just did for 20 consistent years in New England. So I think this does impact the Broncos because it's an AFC West team that has been coached very poorly for what five ten years yeah. and uh, unfortunately while at the end of the day i think we found out like that dynasty was more of brady mm-hmm. i still think belichick is a really good coach i think he's a great coach mm-hmm. and so i definitely don't want him coaching um in the afc west so uh falcons you know make him a great offer that you can't <laughs> refuse and let's get him out of here yeah i mean it wouldn't he would be an upgrade over what the Chargers have, but I wouldn't all of a sudden be like, oh my God, the Chargers, what are they going to do? Because I guess the other thing defensively, they have all those different fronts. Like I was talking to Ronnie Perkins about this, who was like a rookie over there um, with the Patriots, but then the Broncos signed to the practice squad um, early in the season. And he played a bunch. Sometimes with those practice squad guys, I forget that like they have been on TV. And so people are like, oh yeah, we've seen Ronnie Perkins. And then I remember like, oh yeah, people don't love Ronnie Perkins. But uh, he talked all about like how tough it is to... Uh, be like a rookie there and all like because they run all those different fronts they got like okay like all the all the different things that you have to learn and then learn how the offenses block all these different things and so he's like yeah you spend like the first like 12 months there just like being shocked at how many different things a defense can do on a football field and all the different ways an offense can do it so i do think there'd be like a little transition period but i think the perk of that is that the perkins of that the perkins of that is that if he were to go to like the chargers bill's defense especially the front and tom might know more about this than i do but it's it's he does so many different things that some of those things could fit any team like it's not like you're going in there saying like we run like this three four like whole bunch of under fronts or whatever 
and we just don't have the personnel, so it's going to take like a year to mesh. Like it might take some time to learn, but you could say like, hey, we want Cool Mac here or here. We want uh, Joey Bosa. I always get that mixed up. Like here, here, like it does feel like you could mix those well. And they still have that linebacker from the Patriots too. Um, it's not Van Noy. It's the other one who's basically him. <laughs> but but yeah, I do. Th- I I don't know. It would be interesting to see just how that goes because there's a chance that you just go and that front seven clicks and they stop the run for the first time in like five years. Right. But I, then you also have to get through like. Does Derwin James or do, do Derwin James and Khalil Mack mind just being like screamed at and told that they're messing up for like six hours a day during training camp? And does that just break the team before then? How do you feel about that, Todd, about players being able to be coached like that? Uh, I think it's important um, to be able to be coached. I mean, as a grown man, people have yelled at you before. And I think as long as you're coming to work and doing all that you need to do, the yelling is minimal. Yeah, it happens, huh. but it's not like you're getting cussed out every play unless you're just not prepared and not executing at a high level i mean then you deserve it you know to some extent Uh, i don't think they'd be afraid to be coached and i don't think they would like shy away from it especially those two guys okay um and like you said i think his system's kind of like a plug and play to where we have this front but really we can put anybody at in any position however i see fit and it'll work so um it would be a good fit for them no matter yeah. where he goes, it'll be a good fit. But ultimately for the Chargers, I think they would need it the most on defense. And uh, the other way I think this impacts the Broncos, speaking of bad fits, I think Bill Belichick and a rookie quarterback is a bad fit. Mm-hmm. We saw it did not work out with Mac Jones. And I think if Bill would have stayed in New England, they wouldn't have gone the rookie quarterback way. Maybe Russell Wilson would have been their quarterback. They would have tried to trade for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They would have stuck with Bailey Zappi or something there. They have the third overall pick. Mm. Now I think moving on from Bill makes it more likely, actually very likely and more likely, that they use that third overall pick on a quarterback, which then kind of solidifies the top three picks all being quarterbacks if the Bears do in fact move on from Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams, which really impacts the Broncos because we're talking rookie quarterbacks left and right probably Mm -hmm. for the next four months leading up to the Mm -hmm. draft. So I think this does impact the Broncos by Mm -hmm. now their most realistic goal of getting uh, as high as they could get, again, if the Bears stick with move on from Justin Fields, Mm -hmm. is number four with the Cardinals. Yeah, I I think they're taking a rookie either way. I I think either way, like especially just because that's Jaden Daniels and that just feels like a Bill Belichick kind of guy. Like we saw him try Cam Newton. Like it's, it's, I I think what, what Belichick wants to do is is like the opposite of Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. which is a Bill Belichick What did they do when Tom left? Cam Newton. Like if you can get Tom Brady, you want Tom Brady. But I think, again, we don't have like a whole bunch of data points here. I think Cam was the only guy out there. And they didn't (laughs) even start the season with Cam. So I think he just chose from the pool. I don't think he (laughs) just... Okay. Went and gave Cam a bag like we need you. That's I think fair. Cam played on like uh, vet minimum too. Like it wasn't even like yeah. they really thought he who was, was. Who was supposed the to be the quarterback that year? Then I have oh, no. Was that the very first year after Tom? It must. It yes, had to it been. was because Stidham was. That long. Yeah. Because yeah, then the next year they got Mac. Was it Stiddy? No, he was the backup. Huh. Um. But yeah. So point is like I do think. Like, if you can have the guy who just, like, can complete every pass, that's great. If not, like, get the guy who can run and try to get creative with it and try to, like, bail you out a bit. I think, I don't know. I'm also biased because I had Jaden Daniels in the Madden League when I was the Patriots uh, in 2020. (laughs) And so it just looks right. But, yeah, I do think that 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 would work really well. And how about this? News coming down right now. Marvin Harrison Jr. officially declaring for the draft, which... I mean, speaking of that number four pick, if it's quarterback, 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 you have to imagine that fourth pick, if it's not traded, would be Marvin Harrison Jr. So this also impacts the Broncos. Um, so those are the two ways I think that Bill leaving impacts the Broncos. Yep. I can't really make a, a case of how Pete Carroll would impact the Broncos other than saying, like, maybe that's a place for Russ to go now that Pete's not there anymore. But tell me if I'm stretching too much here. I think Saban leaving Alabama could impact the Broncos because Harbaugh could see an opportunity to truly build a dynasty now at Michigan with the greatest coach of all time who was who had the best dynasty in college football leaving 
Harbaugh now might say, like, I just want a natty. Now I really see an opportunity to uh, to stay at Michigan and create this dynasty. And if you look at odds, if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, the two favorite teams to land him in the NFL are the Chargers and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And it's one, two, and then a massive drop-off. So they're saying if he goes to the NFL, he's going to the AFC West. Yeah. Am I stretching? Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Saban leaving has anything to do with Harbaugh's. Like, I don't think he fears Alabama. I, I like. I didn't stop him this year. weren't even close. Uh, they were overtime. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. It went into yeah. what? Well, did they play? The in? game went into overtime. Yeah. What are you talking about? First game yards away. Oh yeah, 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 I was thinking of Georgia. Yeah, okay. I mean, since he said beat him. that, it, I'm uh, not a college I football stretching. guy. I, I don't. Uh, I'm not taking real, it's anymore. It's a stretch. Real quick, uh, <laughs> He's not 2020. It was supposed to be Brian Hoyer. What an awesome supposed plan. to be. Yeah. He was on that what team. I don't know if it was supposed to be. Him. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't announce Cam, the starting quarterback, till September 3rd. Uh-huh. Okay. Bill realized, so, like, shit, what am I doing? I need to go get Cam or something. Yeah, yeah. It was Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham. So when it was did, one of them when did they sign wow. Cam? Uh, let, I, uh. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it. I think um, it was like June twenty ninth. Yeah, it okay. was June twenty ninth. It was okay, so right before training camp. Yeah, didn't have them all off season. Yep. That is kind of like a scramble plan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't know if that's. I think you're stretching a little bit. Um, a little bit. Not not it, all the way. It's a little intriguing <laughs> though. Like if I was um, Harbaugh, I would think like, well, you know, my road to the to the championship is a little bit easier now. Yeah. You got to think about Georgia, and that's pretty much it. If if that yeah. point. if Michigan was in the SEC, then maybe. Because, but right now, like, they don't even, like, play them. Like, you just, like, you get in regardless. Like, you're not, I don't know. It doesn't come up unless you hit them in the playoff, and that seems, I mean, there's 12 teams now. Yeah. So I don't think that factors that in. Them in the playoffs. I don't think it factors <laughs> in. <laughs> um, speaking of Michigan, mm-hmm. Michigan just won the national championship with J.J. McCarthy being the, the, what, the pilot, right? We had this conversation yeah. on, what, Tuesday, yeah. Monday? Um, he was the pilot, not the plane. I wouldn't even say he was the pilot. Wow. I think he was having fun sitting in first class and Wow, so then you he was really the pilot. He was the pilot? Okay. It was on a auto flight. <laughs> okay. Okay. He was still in the cockpit. He, had to I think land that's the he did yeah. land it, okay. Yeah. He certainly did against Alabama with that ninety yard drive at the uh-huh. end of the regulation to force overtime. Mm-hmm. Um but has his stock gone up from winning? Has Michael Penix Jr.'s stock dropped? I think we got a debate on uh-huh. our hands here, and I want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time, where what were national championship tickets? We, when we looked, the cheapest was like $1,100 yeah. or something. If you had gone to Game Time, you would have thought that those were $1,100. If you would have mm-hmm. gone to any other secondary ticket marketplace, you would have been like, oh, wow, these tickets are $500, much cheaper, and then you check out, and they're like $1,500. You're like, what the hell? Game time doesn't do that to you. They've got the all-in price, so you know exactly how much you're going to pay. And if you're going to any concert, sporting event, baseball game, football game, uh, hockey game, Nuggets game, you can get $20 off by using the code DNVR when you download the Game Time app and buy tickets so make sure to check out our friends over at game time where you're going to get the best price of a ticket download that app use that code dnvr like if you want to go to this uh chiefs game chiefs dolphins Mm. saturday night uh nope too cold 79 dollars, including fees because of the weather that's really I don't know. Yeah, like it's ridiculous for a playoff game to be that cheap. They're, uh, the weather, they're just fair weathered fans, man. They, they, they're not going to win the yeah. Super Bowl, Literally. and they're just like, we're not going to go. Because I think it could be the coldest game ever. In Somebody said that, which may when you say it could be the coldest game ever, like that's what the Twitter post was. It's like it's not going to be. No way. Some of those games at Lambeau Field had to exactly. be exactly like freezing. I don't. I would think. Have you guys seen the forecast the for games? Kansas City? I saw like that tweet. I think if it was actually going to be that cold, there would have been like, it's on pace or it's like projected to be the coldest. Not like it could be, you know? Yeah. So let's see. The game's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to be the coldest game ever. High of seven degrees, though. Mm-hmm. Low of Pretty negative cold. six degrees in the games at night, right? Yep. It's a Saturday night one on Peacock. Yeah. It's Kansas City fans are soft. 
Wow. It's going to be cold as hell. I might have to drive out there and cheer for my you dolphins. You are pretty Miami. soft, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not. Damn. Okay. Whoa, I don't whoa. think I don't think anybody's mistaking me for a chief Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, if you want to make money on that, uh, I you can get plus money on the dolphins in that game, which I still think is crazy. Like, I, I get that like the cold weather means that it isn't perfect for that dolphins offense. You, I'm not taking the dolphins. You don't really. No way. The nah, Chiefs suck though. I yeah, love. But it's too cold. Imagine Kadarius Tony trying to catch a ball in the cold. It's not going to happen. He can't catch it in the heat. I love Tua. Mm -hmm. He in games where it's cold. I don't know what the temperature is, but it's going to be below this. He's 0 for four with like way more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah. And then also you just look at the rest of that team. They play in the warm. They yeah. practice mm -hmm. in the warm. They they live in the warm. Like I, it's this isn't like an I think the Dolphins are good thing. This is I think the Chiefs oh. might score three points. Like, like I, uh, the Chiefs are so freaking bad that, like, if the Dolphins show up and they play, like, the 20th best team in the NFL, that's good enough. And I think they're capable of that. Wow. So if you want to make money on the Dolphins like I'm going Hope to, right. head over to DraftKings, which happens to be the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Um, yeah, I had the Avs last night, made a couple bucks on that. Nuggets and Buffs really lost me money, but that's not the point. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with the code DMVR. New customers bet just $5 on the NHL. You get $200 in, in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit <laughs> www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National mm -hmm. Hockey League. Copyright. I don't have to say like the little C in a circle thing, right? You just did. So well, we it says it. copyright yeah. words also, <laughs> but it's like copyright NHL 2024, all rights reserved. I still, like, why are we writing out the word hundred? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, people people you upstairs, you can talk zero, to. You need to say a hundred. <laughs> I wouldn't. I know how to read a number. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week right oh. now. Um, and, Henry, the public disagrees with you. I think the Chiefs opened up as, like, two-and-a-half-point yeah. favorites. Now they're up to four-and-a-half-point favorites. Yep. So if you do like the Dolphins, you're loving the way that yep. line is moving. Maybe just like game time. Wait closer to game time, and then the, it'll be even more drastic. Um, but I'm staying away from that game because really? I'm not going... I think the Chiefs will win, but I don't want to be pulling for that, so I'm not going to put my money wow. on that. Staying away from a playoff game. Yeah. You're just going to sit there and watch? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have good feelings on these playoff games in terms of the really? point spread except for sunday at 11 a.m the steelers going into buffalo buffalo lucked out so much with this they get to play mason rudolph and a pittsburgh steelers defense that doesn't have tj watt they're a 10 point favorite they're gonna cover that 10 give me the bills with the 10 really ah. yeah that's too many points. I'll probably go the other way. I, I'll, I mean, I say I want the Dolphins. Plus 190? That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm even looking at these alternate spreads. I, I like, kid you not, Henry. 30 seconds ago, it was plus 185. It is now updated to plus 190. Jump in now. No, don't jump in now. We just saw in 30 seconds it go up. Yeah, Wait, but don't keep, let it go gonna back down. It's going to keep going up. Uh, like, you can get them to win by a touchdown at 461. Like, remember, this is Tyreek Hill coming back to Kansas City, too. Yeah. I believe for the first time. It is. Like this, I uh, I don't know. It, it, maybe it just feels too easy, but to the me, it just feels so easy. last time he came so back easy. to uh, Kansas City, they lost. And he didn't play well, right? Did he? Has he already been back? They, oh, that, they, was they, they, in London. they played in Germany. Oh, oh that's right. Right. Yeah, Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't play well, right? He did not play yeah. well. No. In Good Kansas point. City. Good point. And it's going to be cold and yeah. snowy. DB going to slip. That'll slow. He's going to be the wide DB's going to slip. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope, I hope I'd you're slip right. I still him. hope you're right, Henry. Oh, I am. All right, my, back of, my bet of the week is going to be... Uh, it's going to be in this Cleveland Brown Houston Texans game. I actually think the Texans are going to win. Yes. Um, I feel like CJ Stroud is going to come ready to play. Mm -hmm. But 
I think that David and Joku will score a touchdown. And right Ooh. now he is plus one sixty. He's been Flacco's favorite target since he's been a quarterback, besides Amari Cooper. I love yeah. Uh it's plus one sixty anytime touchdown. I would take it. Yeah. I love I, that. That reminds me, I got put in some big Amari Cooper bets too. Mm. I almost didn't Joku last week and he went crazy. And I, mm -hmm. those I'm betting on both of them. Because and Flacco 300. I bet you can get crazy odds on that. Cooper had the record-setting game against Texas, yep. right? Yeah, damn. Um, speaking of champions, because Joe Flacco is a oh, Super Bowl okay. champion. Oh, yeah, of is. course. You see that transition <laughs> smooth, right? Um, how do you guys feel about Michael Penix Jr.? Did his stock drop after the worst game of his career? The worst game, at least, of the season. Uh, if there's any um, NFL GMs watching, yes, I don't think he's ready to play in the NFL. <laughs> you guys should probably let him fall to at least 12. Uh, he's not ready. I think his stock dropped. I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I honestly don't feel like he did enough to make his stock drop. Uh, there was a couple bad throws, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, there was two or three toes, throws that the wide receiver ended up coming out and say was his fault. Yep. So I definitely understand that um, they didn't play their best game, but I still think he is. Um, the best quarterback coming out. Oh, okay. see, I didn't follow it all. I love it. I don't. I, I don't blame him for what went wrong. Like so many of the stuff, like the team was just not as good, and I can't say like he maximized his opportunities. But a lot of like the mistakes were like garbage time. Like you need th two touchdowns in like five minutes, so then he like misses a throw, and you're like, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but coming into that game. I thought he was like freaky good. Like I looked at him and was like, this might be like a great quarterback. Like you see what he's doing, like all the throws he makes, like this guy might be like elite, elite, elite. And then coming out of it, it's like, okay, some of the magic is just a little bit gone. Like I want to see like how Burrow capped off his, uh, his last season at LSU with like a great game in the national championship. And to be fair, like again, his teammates didn't really give him a chance to do that, but I just didn't see that. So like the, I was I was just so high on him because I thought like he could be just like insanely good. And now I'm like, I ah, just one more game and I would have been all over it. Instead, it's like, yeah, he's a good prospect. He's going to be a good quarterback. But like, I still feel so like it's not like magical the butterflies anymore. in your stomach. Yeah, anymore. exactly. <laughs> I had so many butterflies before. <laughs> then then you can't if the butterflies are gone before the marriage. Can uh -huh. you go through with that? Uh, no, you're not supposed to. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. when you pull out. That's when you, when you pull out. <laughs> yeah, that's when you pull out. <laughs> and, like, and that's where, like, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, I still get butterflies when I see him. Mm. The rest of them, it's like, it's not butterflies, but, like, obviously he could still be a great quarterback. It's just, like, you want, like, the special... Just, just go finish it off. You so know? the whole year doesn't count. It just matters that... It, that's what gets well, him the thing way about it up is, there. You didn't, you didn't see him the whole year you weren't like locked into how he was playing so you really really truly watched the semi-final game as your like your first preview so you're like oh my gosh this guy's amazing and all of a sudden the next time you see him he's not as amazing and now he's like the feeling's gone uh the honeymoon is over almost like i saw him like three other times okay like because I, I again like i'm not like a huge college football guy starting soon i'm gonna like lock in and watch all these guys and have like opinions i actually believe but i am a pac-12 guy uh, and so I do watch a couple of those games. USC game, Oregon game were fun. So how much did it his stock drop for you? Um, like slightly, significantly. Like, like I think I said I would have traded like two first to go get him last before the game. I think now it's like if he's there at twelve, yeah, get him. If you could like trade a first and like a next year's third, like I could get behind that. More than that, and I'm gonna be like, ah, it's. You're you're, at, you're you're giving up a lot here. That's a pretty mm. significant stock drop. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion, going again, from two like it's just first and a third. Because when you see a guy, when you're just like, this guy is like special magic. Like you got to get him in the building. Sure, give up a couple first. At this point, though, especially given where the Broncos are, draft pick wise and like future wise and cap all that sort of stuff, it's like uh, giving up too many assets for anybody is probably a bad idea. I just can't like get behind too much. So hey. when we talked about him last week. I spun his knee injuries is actually being a good thing because mm -hmm. I think it makes him a better NFL prospect from having to win in the pocket, and he's proven that he can do that um, at an incredible rate, and I think that's more important than being able to be like a running quarterback when it comes to NFL and especially long-term sustainability. But now I am worried about the injuries just because I felt like he uh, 
was just getting crushed this game, and that's why he was getting, mm -hmm. you know, he was what, like barely able to walk off the field, and it looked like his ribs were really in pain. And credit to him, he hung in there. The toughness is absolutely there with him. That will never be questioned. But he was sacked once in this game. Now, he still got yeah. hit other times, mm -hmm. but he, he was the least sacked quarterback in college football mm -hmm. this season. That's credit to him. That's a credit to his offensive line. I certainly give him credit for that, too. Um, but then when he gets beat up just a little bit more, he was really looking like he was in pain. So, Todd, from a player perspective, is there such a thing? Do you believe in a player being injury-prone? Absolutely. This guy's have been injury-prone. You look at uh, Derrick Rose and Anthony Davis, and those are basketball players, but yeah. we definitely have seen guys yeah. that just <laughs> find a way to end up on that gurney yeah. in yeah. surgery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I hope that's not him. And I think for me watching the film, like some of the things that are happening, especially to his ankle, like there was one time where 600 pounds fell on his ankle, and although he didn't get it, wasn't a sack. I felt like most guys would have left the game at that point. Yes. Yeah. Or like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's a major injury or a high ankle sprain, something. And I just saw him stay in there. I'm like, dang. All uh, right. You know, he's in my eyes. If you're injury prone, that's a season ending injury. Like yeah. it's over. So okay. I don't know if he's injury prone still to this point. Uh, maybe I'm just a fan <laughs> and, I, and I can't see what's right in front you're of me. Blinded I'm blinded love, by the, I got the beer goggles on right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a, I mean, I think that that's very fair. Uh, and he was he did get a few hits, and that's again why his toughness uh -huh. is unquestioned. In fact, I feel better about his toughness after this last game because he hung in there. But the injuries do uh, just scare me because it's shoulders, knees. Now, just like it seemed knees like and toes. <laughs> exactly ribs and toes, <laughs> ribs and ankles. Um, and so I'm. I'm a little I still love the way he plays football and mm -hmm. I'm not scared off of him at all. But man, just seeing any hit he got it it bothered him. Freaks me out. He was getting, freak me he out. He was getting crushed hey, though. You don't have FOMO at all? Like I do you have I'm FOMO? Not, I'm not out on him. Okay. I, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not what, out what on him. What if you yeah. go somewhere else and just goes crazy? Aren't you gonna be like, dang. Yeah, of we course. Knew. Exactly. We knew. Yes, yes, absolutely. I don't know. In terms of like the getting hit thing, like I don't he got hit a lot. Like, he was over and over and over. Isn't that going to happen in the NFL, though? I mean, you kind of hope not. Like, like. Well, of course you hope not. Like. Every team hopes their quarterback doesn't get hit a lot. But it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. Like, every quarterback gets pressured. Mm -hmm. It's like, so when you get a prospect, it's like, well, yeah, like, you you, you give him a clean pocket. Like, what's he going to do? Like, you got to get him a clean pocket. Like, no quarterback is going to be successful unless you're, like, protecting him. You know, that's just the way it works. And so, I don't know. So let's, I, I don't. I don't think this game changes much for me in terms of like the toughness or anything like that. Like may, you can make the case that like he didn't get injured despite getting hit by some big dudes over and over again. So like the injury thing maybe is a little bit better. Like did the, he get injured? I mean, I don't think so. I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out like he broke a couple ribs there. Yeah. Like the way he was holding those, it was like that's that's like broken ribs holding them. You know, maybe it's just a bad bruise and he's soft. But I don't think that's the case. Like I. I don't know. I, I don't worry too much about what I saw. Speaking of specifically a quarterback coming to the Broncos, do you think the Broncos offensive line is going to be better or worse next year? It's going better. to be better? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just the continuity yeah, I'd say better. I think, with each other. I think McGlinchey won't get worse, um, and he could get better. Like, And then on top of that, you probably replace your center. But, I mean, your center in pass protection isn't that big of a deal. Like, two-thirds of the time, he's on a double team anyway in pass protection. And then you get another year of continuity. So this beginning of the season when they were kind of rough, like, in theory, you get to dodge that. So I think better. Okay, and I'll say the same. You guys convinced me I was going to go worse mm -hmm. um, because of losing Lloyd. But I think the yeah. continuity will hopefully even that out. Yeah. Especially Lloyd just had the best year of his career by far. Yeah. Um, so I do think that'll hurt. But I'll give you the continuity helps mm -hmm. it a little bit. How good was this offensive line? Because, and I was in the camp Top of like, <laughs> man, Russ, what, in terms of pass protection? Yeah, I'm curious. I'll, let me see where because those numbers ended what, up. what, they ended up giving up top five, top three most sacks? And it was like, mm -hmm. damn, well, Russ was responsible for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But then didn't Jarrett, when he came in, average the most, the, the same number of sacks that Russ had during his uh, 15 games that he played? So that that does concern me. A little bit and so i think it's naive to be like oh a rookie's gonna come in and not be hit at all yeah so the broncos finished and this is by espn's tracking 
as a team, they were eighth in pass blocking win rate and third in run blocking win rate. Give me sacks. Um, I do not have sacks pulled up. But I knew it was big sacks. Again, that, what is that Russ? Is that whoever? That was, those are arguments for Twitter. But again, like Stidham. Got oh, yeah. sacked just as much as Russ did. Yeah. Stidham's not Russ. But, I mean, he's Stidham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we're not saying he was Tom Brady back there getting the ball out quickly. Yeah, no, it's true. And then you true. get, like, the receivers. Are they getting open? Like, there's just a lot that goes into it. Um, he's going to have the same receivers. Or worse. Oh, yeah. Well, no, and that's, that's what I've been saying. Is like, the Broncos are not... Like, there isn't, like, a great path forward here. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be kind of rough next year. You know what is a great path forward? What? Breckenridge... Distillery. Either one. Distillery ah, okay. is a great one, and it's so good that we only have one bottle on our set because the other bottle has yep. been consumed. Of course, we've got the Breck or the the Breckenridge Distillery Broncos Bourbon on set, which is a, a nice sweet one. That's why I really like Breckenridge Distillery. Is uh, they've got some sweet whiskeys and bourbons out there. So you want to check out our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. You can get them to all fifty states, whether you live in Colorado or not. You can get your hands on some. They've got, of course, the orange and the blue blend. Try them both out, and then you can vote on which one's better over at BreckenridgeDistillery.com. We love it. We know you're going to love it, so check them out. And we also love Breckenridge Brewery. Everything is Breckenridge this afternoon, yes. so you can't go wrong. Breck Brew has been doing it over, 30, over 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. And they have a lot of great ones that you should try. Speaking of their uh, Aber. Avalanche Amber Ale, the Mile High City, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, which we always keep nice and warm on set, the Fun Slinger, the Good Company Hard Seltzer. Go to breckbrew.com to find the brew near you using their beer locator. Brew near you. I like that. You know? um, all right. Let's see how much the stocks changed. Let's rank where we've got the top six quarterbacks oh. in this draft class. And we're going six because I personally think there's like – a top big six and then like a massive fall off and probably within this six there's different tiers there's probably one two maybe three tiers maybe four tiers maybe but i think after these top six it like drops significantly i think all six of these guys we talk about could go first round and then you might not see another quarterback go until like the third or fourth round or something mm -hmm. um do you guys disagree no i agree yeah i mean well, i do have one question though hmm we talked about Michael Penix's uh, draft stock going down when he lost the national championship. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that J.J. McCarthy's stock could have went down even though he won the championship? Because with they his production? did not like use him at they all? They didn't need yeah. him? In my mind, his stock went down, but mostly because I've barely seen him before that. And so it was like the second time, first time, I guess. You got to watch more football, man. <laughs> Bro, I watch, I, there's so much football. Bro, in three weeks, I'm going to have he the best quarterback believer. takes. But like, that was my first time just sitting and watching J.J. McCarthy. I was like, this is, this is that guy. And I agree. Like there's, the, it does feel like there's a top six, but that's because I've only heard people talk about six of them, uh -huh. you know? And so like, I'm, I might change my mind on that, but is there a reason there's only the only people have talked about six? Uh, because somebody just said there was six, and so everybody else on Twitter said, like, these six, these six, these six, and then everything just gets repeated. I don't think repeated. it's just a Twitter thing, though. Uh, I mean, but GMs don't really talk about this stuff. Like, the draft guys, like, I, I, I would guess if you asked Mel Kuyper, is there six, you'd be like, no, probably not. Like, uh, but then again, that's just a guess. I think that Twitter draft stuff, especially this early on, you just can't trust to get it. off Twitter. Uh -huh. Watch some football. Some real football. Nice <laughs> takes off. I'm uh, saying don't listen Twitter. to Twitter. I'm saying don't listen to Twitter. And I think all year there were a couple guys like in and out of the top argument and then I think they've mm -hmm. kind of honed in on this top six and kind of left the other guys after watching them a little bit more, I felt like. That's mm -hmm. fair. That's fair. And when it comes to J.J. McCarthy, I mean, he has been the ultimate pilot on autopilot mm -hmm. um, this entire season. And for me, it's hard to convince myself that a guy's going to go from that in college to then, like, Gun so much slinger. greater things. Yeah. yeah, in the NFL, when so much more is put on his plate, he's just going to become this excellent quarterback. So I don't I have a hard time saying he's going to be being able to be the, the plane mm. of an NFL team. Maybe he can be a, a damn good pilot. And, you know... If that's Brock Purdy, mm -hmm. then, yeah, sign me up for mm -hmm. that. But what happens if he's not going to San Francisco yeah. with all those weapons? What does Brock Purdy look like? We don't know. Maybe Brock Purdy's Tom Brady, and he actually is the plane. But there's so much of a leap that you have to make there that you don't have to make 
with Caleb Williams, um, with Jaden Daniels, with Michael Penix. Drake May, I'm curious where we put him on this list. Yeah. So that's why I like to me, JJ, he's just too young. Like I don't want he's gonna be like twenty at the draft. Like I just have no interest in having a guy that's that young. You want I, I personally I want somebody with more experience. Like that really? just feels like throwing Zach Wilson back there or throwing uh like Trey Lance when he get drafted and you're just like, oh, 20 year old, like think of all the room for growth. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not, I, I, don't, I don't know that like your age is necessarily that. Like, I think if you bring in a quarterback who's 20, put him in a locker room and Todd, I'm curious what you think. Like that just seems like you're setting, setting him up to make a couple mistakes early, get down on himself and feel it. It just seems like it go wrong quickly. I think it's all about your production in college. I think your age has less to do with it. If you're oh. able to produce at a high level, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to make the jump to the NFL and at least try to produce. I know it hasn't always worked with the young guys, yeah. but I also think that, you know, at some point, the NFL, like, there's constant turnover. So if he's 20 playing against 22-year-olds, in a couple of years, those that the same mm -hmm. class that he was with, kind of at Michigan or wherever he is, is going to be the same guys he's playing against, mm -hmm. minus you know three or four guys that have stayed in the league. Everything kind of turns over, so yeah. I feel like he should be able to find success, if not the first year, within the next couple of years of the turnover of guys coming into the league. And that's just why I worry that he doesn't make it that far. Like you show up, you throw as many picks as interceptions as a rookie, and it's just like, oh, this guy sucks, and so then the fan base turns on you and. Who knows what teammates say? And That'll happen at any age, though. Uh -huh. Yeah, but like the maturity, just not having a child. And I think just if I worry about putting somebody young in that situation. Like, well, and just, I, think, I think that comes down to maturity. I think a young yeah. guy can be very mature. Mm -hmm. I think an old guy could be very immature. And yeah. so I think that just comes down to, to who McCarthy is. I think everything personality-wise and character-wise, it seems like really checks out mm -hmm. for, yeah. for McCarthy. I don't know if that was the case with Zach Wilson. I honestly don't remember yeah. that no. or not. <laughs> it turned out, not, it turned yeah, out to be it weird. It turned out not <laughs> but, very good. Yeah. You also um, put him in New York, which is particularly tough. What's so interesting is you are holding... Uh, jj's age against him where i feel like it's the opposite and most people are holding yeah. michael's age like against him exactly. because uh -huh. he's yeah. too old you're saying he's too young it's so funny how that can be used both ways that's just like i don't worry about 24 in other positions like you see the upside like you see like marvin mims does all this stuff and he's still like 21 like imagine what he can do when he grows and it's like well yeah and he didn't <laughs> he <grows> quite up. <laughs> he, exactly exactly like he uh he didn't have a great year as a receiver this year, but you also knew coming into it, like he's super raw and all that stuff. I, I feel like the pressure is off the receiver a little bit more versus a quarterback in that situation. How old was CJ Stroud or is CJ Stroud? He would have been pretty young. He would have been three, four years out. He was 21 yeah. and um, JJ will be 21 will he? in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons with all that stuff. It just... Like Bill Parcells, you know, it's like how you you need like a however many starts it is, however many wins. Like he has his formula, and I don't know. I just I I get scared of those really young quarterbacks. And for for me, I I'm not worried about age. I'm worried about the uh, maturity. I guess exactly. And Caleb Williams, the guy we've got on the screen, he has every physical tool mm -hmm. you could possibly want. But just that side mm -hmm. scares me. And if he has the right mentals, I mean, it's he should absolutely, without a doubt, and will be the number one pick in this draft. If that's not right, it doesn't matter how good he is at scrambling in the pocket and the pocket awareness and running around. He's going to lose his teammates. Mm -hmm. He's not going to prepare right. Uh, he's going to piss his coaches off. And he's not going to be that dude so there's so many questions with really all these guys. And it Caleb, is. unfortunately, I don't think there were any of these questions one year ago. No. And I think they've really popped up over this past year. Is he still, and we're going to update these rankings probably every single week leading up to the draft. Is he still number one for us? And we got the 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 two uh, two people win on this. Um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Because you had Penix one last to. time. Yeah, I think I would still put Penix one. But okay, you can do that. Uh, I know I'm not gonna win that argument, <laughs> so yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start it. Uh, so I guess I mean he hasn't played another game, so what we have to go off is what we have to go off. Mm -hmm. We can't like 
be disappointed in his last play, so then we yeah. had to knock him down yeah. a notch. Um, it is what it is. I guess I'll, I'll keep him at one fingernails and all. You know what I'm saying? He's <laughs> Todd, to your point, though, um, he did not play in the bowl game. Uh-huh. And do you know what the backup did playing in his place at USC? No, what he did. Set, like, the records for USC. I don't know if it was freshman records or bowl game records, but he threw for, like, 400 yards and five touchdowns or something. Mm. So maybe you could actually look at that game and say, well, was Caleb Williams a little bit mm-hmm. product of a system? Nah, I mean, you just watch him, though. Like, you just watch what he does, and he's, like, clearly the best quarterback in the country. Like, but, I, I don't even think it's that close. Like, I I do appreciate the Penix love, but, like, you just see... Like, it's not just the throws. <laughs> I, you, like, it's, like, he has the crazy sidearm, sidearm throws. He does, like, all that sort of stuff. But also, like, the way he manipulates the pocket. Everybody's like, oh, he has great protection. It's like, because he has this genius move where, like, he gets the ball, drops back, and then, like, the edges come. That one's not going to get you. Okay, and okay. That one doesn't get you. Okay. And then, uh, and then he, he'll just, like, know these running out of time, take, like, three steps back, so the edges will just, like, come even farther, try to, like, get around the edge, and then step up, and he'll just have a running lane on either side. And it's, like, that sort of stuff he doesn't get enough credit for because... I don't know, because you have, like, the crazy throws and the crazy runs and, like, the jukes and all that sort of stuff. Like, he, to me, is, like, uh, yes, yeah, yes. And he, to me, is, like, a smaller Mahomes, which... You're the first person to say that. Am I? No. No. Uh, (laughs) Everybody's saying that? Okay. But, but see, that's, like... It's like ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised other people see it You're that way. You're the guy like, that's on Twitter all the time. I'm not. I'm not on those circles. Like I don't. I, I don't. The point. Nobody. I just watch him play. I don't like look at. I don't like search him on Twitter. Like all I know is in my replies, everybody's always saying. Uh, uh, what was everybody saying in my replies? Earlier, I have no idea. Nobody oh, knows. They, oh, it's always that. like it's always the same six quarterbacks. That's what it was. Oh, Point yeah. is, Caleb Williams is a freak. He's number one. If you can get him, like he has a chance to change your franchise. Like, if it is what it like, I just can't see anybody else going up there. It's crazy because I think he's a good quarterback, but in my mind, everybody says Patrick Mahomes, but I'm I I'm thinking Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Bigger Kyler oh, Murray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like that's the, that's what my yeah. mind goes to. So is a bigger Kyler Murray. Worthy of the number one pick, because Kyler based off, yeah, but based off his production, I would say no. Mm-hmm. I would agree, but yeah, yeah. I think Kyler is potentially one of the worst spots to be mm-hmm. as an NFL franchise. I mean, where the Broncos are too mm-hmm. with Russ, but Kyler's playing like I guess the Cardinals just like Kyler more because Kyler's not playing better than Russ. Mm-hmm. But now you're stuck with a quarterback that you're paying all the money to that is not good enough to live up to that contract. Mm -hmm. So that's a tough place to be. Um, Yeah, I'm going Caleb one here. Um, That number two, last time I was set on Penix being number two. Mm -hmm. I do think that my concerns from this past game, but slightly knock him down. And Mm -hmm. I had like Jaden Daniels last time we did this, Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix pretty much 2A and 2B. I'm going to just flip that now, and I'm personally going to go Jaden Daniels as my number two. You can't have a bad game. You can't have a bad Penix, game. if you're out there watching, man, you got to be on point. People are on your neck, man. You got to come ready. No interceptions your whole rookie season. Yep, Let's exactly. go. No, yep. you can't be Peyton Manning leading the league in interceptions. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I've still man. got Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels number two. Yep. All right. I mean, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, manned. So you, would, you would go Penix here. Yeah, but I'll go Penix at three. I think that's fair. Yep. Um, and that is where I would go still. Yep. Okay. And I, I would flip it. I'd take Drake May. Like, Drake May. So tell, yeah, tell Drake us about Drake. I, I think. <laughs> uh, tell us about Drake because I think when we yeah. did this last time. We had him five or something. Um, I would have had him on my list after Penix. Okay. So I'm not sure what we decide, but yeah. So my, now my thing, he's above Penix. That's that's my change. <laughs> like and again, like I, see Todd, I'm not fully out on Penix. I just dropped him once. They spot. were thirteen and zero, <laughs> and Penix was the first quarter, second quarterback to ever go forty five hundred yards in back to back seasons. The and has one, one bad Patrick Mahomes yeah. that has one bad game <laughs> and he's dropping like hotcakes right now. <laughs> Drake's not though, good, like, if you want him on the Broncos. No, I, no like, it's good. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying this is crazy. <laughs> it's fair. But to me, like, I don't know. Drake may, it's the same feeling I got last week where it's like, he's an NFL quarterback. Like, is he a good one? Is he 
Uh, he he gives me some like Justin Herbert, like Trevor Lawrence vibes, where it's like he 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 doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to all of a sudden just be like an insane like carry it a Super Bowls type of guy, but like you know he belongs, and that to me like that puts him number three. Like those first two guys are the guys who I see and are like these guys could be like the number one guy. Like these could be MVP type players, and Penix to me like was right there, and now it's just like he's. He's good, but like you just gotta pick the traits again. Like I'm gonna do the deep dive here soon, but to me, like Drake May, the I don't love that his best ability is that he makes everything look easy and like it, it's smooth when the ball comes out of his hand. But as of right now, like I give him the edge over Penix, and uh, that that might go back in in the next week or two once I get to actually watch more. And Drake, I'm not down. I mean, I kind of am down. I, I'm I'm not as confident in Drake May as the rest of the country. Like, you look at everyone's big boards. It is Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then probably Jaden Daniels. But, I mean, everyone has Drake May at number two. And I just am a little afraid he's Daniel Jones. And mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is the Kyler Murray. Like, it, that is, like, as bad as you can be. You're paying a dude $40 million. Yep. So you're saying he's not good enough to reset the market. But you're saying that you're going to pay $40 million and be handcuffed to him. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a scary spot to be. Um, he could be Justin Herbert. And to me, that would be like a big compliment to be Justin Herbert. But he could also be Daniel Jones. And also, with Justin Herbert, he's not carrying a team mm-hmm. to the playoffs every year. He's not carrying a team to a Super Bowl. So that's why right now, I would go Penix number three, Drake May number four. And you're going Penix three, right, Todd? Yeah, I'll go Penix. All right, we still got Penix three. So Penix dropped one spot in our collective Mm, rankings here. Um, So we've mentioned Drake May. There's also J.J. McCarthy, who we've Uh mentioned. And then there's also Bo Nix in kind of the top six. Am I missing anyone? Sam Hartman? Yeah, Sam Hartman would be up next. I I literally haven't seen him play since he was at Wake Forest, so... Yeah. Any case to make for him being in the top six? I no. couldn't have okay. one. Okay, so I will in a couple weeks. Is it Drake May here or Bo yeah. Nix? I'll say Drake May is above JJ McCarthy and Bo yeah. Nix. That's where I I'll go to. I go, I go there too. Um, so Drake May, we've got four. If it falls this way, he maybe stayed the same. Yeah. I think. I think he stayed the same. Um, if it falls this way, Jaden Daniels would have gone up though, right? Yeah, Jaden Daniels would have gone up one spot. If it falls this way, how would you feel about Drake May to the Broncos at 12? Oh, it'd be great. Um, I think that Sean can work with them. I think that it's a, a, he can be a building block for sure. I don't know if I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited, but I feel like, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm not, like, disappointed, but, like, let's see what happens. I would be over the moon. If any of these four fell to the Broncos at 12, because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think it's happening. Like I said earlier, <laughs> I think the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Yep. Then I don't think we're going to see nine more picks until a quarterback's mm-hmm. taken. So if one of these guys falls to 12, I don't care who it is. Yep. Sign me up for it right away. In fact, I'd be fine with the Broncos trading a, a future first-round pick for any uh, of these guys to, to get wherever they have to go. So now I think more realistically – if the Broncos don't trade up, we're talking about one of these guys in the five or six spot, Bo yeah. Nix or J.J. McCarthy. Who would you put at five? Give me Nix. I've seen McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> like Nix, I mean, you. Uh, I, 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 get, I don't have any new opinions, and so we probably don't need to do this every week. But like, he. Congrats on like the completion percentage. I saw you at Auburn and thought you were trash. I didn't see a whole lot this year. Like. <laughs> The stats are there. And I guess, I mean, he's one of the, he had a whole bunch of tools, and that's why people were really excited about him, but he didn't make it all work. But, I mean, what do you expect? He was like 18, 19 or whatever, and now he figured it out a little bit. So maybe I need to be more open-minded. But, yeah, it's, it's Bo Nix. Like, I'm not getting excited about Bo freaking Nix. I would get excited for Bo Nix because of what Sean could potentially do. I think Bo Nix could be a really good fit for Sean Payton with the skills, the ability to win from the pocket. Um, so I would also go Bo Nix here at five. I think the upside, I do think he has a lot of upside. Um, just He just isn't in that. I would call the our top four tier one mm-hmm. in my mind, and then I'd call five and six tier two, and then anyone else after that tier three or four or five. Um, but I would personally go Bo here. I think I would take J.J. McCartney. If he, if this is talking about who's going to be the Broncos' next hit, uh, 
quarterback, I would take J.J. Mm-hmm. McCarthy because as it sits right now in Sean Payton's offense, we need a pilot on autopilot. Yeah. You know, we don't yeah. need, you That's know, a, a ton of upside. We just need somebody who can sit in the pocket, know how to find an open receiver and make a good throw. And hopefully we have the good running game that he's used to at Michigan to really assist him um, in his playmaking ability. But, yeah, I think he needs to do – as little as possible and not that he has to do extra. I feel like Bo Nix would come in here and try to save the day, and I think that would be a problem. You almost convinced me, Todd. That's a really, <laughs> good, a really good argument because you're right, and I think that is one of the biggest problems, the biggest problem that Sean had with Russ. Mm-hmm. Sean wanted Russ to do what he had in place. Yeah. He was going to be the – Sean was going to be the plane, and he just needed literally the pilot there holding the, the, holding the wheel – what do they have? The, yeah, I think it's yeah, the, the wheel yeah. um, and steering the ship to do what autopilot says. Well, steering the pilot plane to doing plane. what Steer- the pilot autopilot says. And I think J.J. McCarthy can do that. I think so, too. It's, it's not a joystick, huh? It, it I, I is, kind of, I think yeah, it is. Is it called a joystick? I don't know. It's not called. Yo, yeah. what, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking like a joystick. Wrong? Pause or like uh, <laughs> or like the Tesla or like the Tesla steering wheel. Yeah. I, I like it's it either one of those. Two. I think it looks like the steering wheel yeah. of a Tesla. Yeah, because what do you call that? Because it's not a wheel. It's know. called uh, the yoke. Oh, the, the yoke. Of course, the yes. yoke. Yes. Yes. yes, really. I've heard that before. Wow. Yep. I only think of eggs <laughs> for very obvious. I reason. mean, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, and uh, pause. Let's move on to questions now because uh, um, let's because we missed a lot of super chats yesterday yeah. uh, because we had Pat oh, on. Oh, that's right. Um, I think we need to give a shout out to Alex. Was that who it was in the super chats yesterday? Nick. Who had a super chat? Oh. It was Nick. Um, and uh, yeah, Nick, we'll just give you a shout out. We are not yeah. reading your super chat. I'm sure Todd appreciates the compliment. Um, and we will move on from there. It um, was uh, wild. <laughs> what yes, else? It, it was wild. Um, also, shout out to our guy. Came in from Australia yep. yesterday to see us. It was awesome to meet you. What a great day to come in, too, when Pat's yes. in town. So yes. uh, it was awesome to meet you. Now we got a super chat coming in from our friend Kyle, who says, huge fan of the show. You guys come every day with great content and honest takes. Todd should definitely be defensive coordinator someday. Question for the crew. Do you think Penix can fall out of the top 10 to us? I mean, in most mock drafts, he's going to the Broncos at 12. Like, when you just look around, it's Broncos 12, Penix. That's like the vibe, but it's also uh, one, two, three, three months and three and a half months until the draft. That's a good point. And so, again, well, if you think you know something now, draft? everything changes. And specifically, quarterbacks just yeah. get overvalued. Huh. And Big it's crazy because I think there's too many teams here that need quarterbacks. Pennix is four right now for us. Yep. Yeah. Between Washington, New England, the Giants. Yep. The Jets, Minnesota. Yeah, I, th- I think there's too many, too. We'll That's see. why I think you're going to have to move up. I think there's four in the top eight. Really? Yep, at least. I, I don't know. I feel like we always say it, and it never happens. It, it happens many times. To- okay. I, I, would can, I would be curious the past couple drafts, how many have gone in the top ten, how many have gone in the top five. Okay. I bet it's like averages out to like three in the top five the past couple of years. Huh. Um, Rickert Bohr says, which coach deserves to be interviewed for offensive defensive and head coach um from like the broncos is maybe where we're going for it do the broncos um because kelly klein uh was the first person from the broncos to be interviewed mm-hmm. in this cycle she was interviewed for the raiders general manager job do any of the coaches on the broncos staff deserve to be interviewed for a job this year not in particular yeah. i think it was a bounce back year and like a lot of ups and downs for different sides of the ball this year for coaching. Um, so I think it needs to have like one more solid year before I think it's everybody's name gets mentioned. Yep. Uh, I would say like Christian Parker to become a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Like you could see that. Um, and that's probably the only one that really stands out as a position coach as well. Yeah. I go Christian Parker. I'd also Vance, I think deserves a, a head coaching interview. That's true. Uh-huh. I don't think he'd get the job. This year, one more solid year, but I mean, 
credit to him. Mm-hmm. He was on the hot seat of not just being fired, but being laughed at mm-hmm. left and right. And mm-hmm. he turned that defense around and was able to keep his cool. So um, I think Vance deserves a ton of credit. Steven comes in and says, what's your early postseason picks, gents, for AFC, NFC, and Super Bowl winners? Looking forward to coming to Denver from Glasgow next season. We are going to give all of those picks tomorrow. Oh. Uh, break down which tomorrow. Broncos team or which team in the playoffs the Broncos could most closely emulate next year, mm-hmm. and then also give our picks for the playoffs. So mm-hmm. stay tuned tomorrow, 11 a.m. Because it's the offseason, we're going Monday through Friday pods now. Kurt chimes in and says, um, well, this question was for mm-hmm. Pat. So we're going to go, Todd, who oh. slash what do you want drafted at 12? The quarterback. Easy. Mm-hmm. I Ooh. think that's Penix. I think <laughs> that's <go>. easy. <laughs> uh, without a doubt. I think that he's the man for the job. Uh, if it goes wrong, you can blame it on me. Uh, <laughs> can't be responsible for any pain or hurt that you call, so don't call Bacchus and Shanker. But, um, yeah. I feel like your pick is out oh, of the blue, Matt. I've never heard you talk about Penix before. <laughs> just... Landy, Gabe Landeskog is skating today. How about that? That's How great. about that? Great news. That is very great news. Um, uh, as Pat Sertan, I will say I want Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback from Alabama at 12. Uh-huh. Give me, give me the, like the Bama duo. That's Man. what Pat says. Uh-huh. Yeah, Pat, or he says Dallas Turner. Yeah, edge rusher. I think he wants a corner. A corner to be next. So which one makes his, his life easier or better? Uh, shut down corner on the other side or a elite pass rusher? Elite pass rusher. He'll, yeah. affect, he'll affect the quarterback more. Yeah, and then that probably allows him to jump a couple more routes. Exactly, and stuff. exactly. Because they're not throwing at Pat a lot anyway. No. So I think with another lockdown corner, then they're just going to use the slot and the tight end much more. Yeah. I think if you have a quarterback, he can affect, I mean, an outside rusher, he can affect the quarterback, tips and overthrows, mm-hmm. sack fumbles. I think it'll be a better fit. It's fair. Yeah. I think uh, those are two names, though, that if the Bron- if Russ comes back, those are the two names we need to keep our eyes on. Uh-huh. Two of the names we need to keep our eyes on, Dallas Bro, Turner I, and Kool-Aid. I love so many of the guys that could take it 12. And the quarterbacks, mm. like, assuming those four are gone, like, if they take Bo Nix when they have, like, Brock Bowers and those guys on the board. That's that's a problem for April, but it I don't know. I'm I'm kind of out on drafting a quarterback at the moment because I don't think the quarterback's solving your problem. The thing is, you draft the quarterback, you have two years where you're still paying Russ, so your roster's just not going to be that good, and then you only get two years of like the cost control window. Why not just wait till next year? What was the disparaging thing you said about Jared Stidham just 30 minutes ago? Uh, you're like, yeah, he's it's Jared, Jared freaking Stidham. Stidham. Yeah. That's who your quarterback would be then. But like, I don't I don't think that you're getting much more out of her like you're not doing well next year regardless that's how i'm going into that year and maybe they see things differently but like yeah it's jared stidham but like okay cool it's bo nix bo nix isn't gonna be better than jared stidham next year. Uh, he might but not by enough that you're like a great team i'd rather He's not have better a shot. than russell wilson next I'd year that's for sure a shot at a franchise quarterback when you okay. don't have one yep then an elite tight end but however if like russ comes back Sign me up for Brock Bowers, too. I agree. There's a lot of good prospects. And we'll get into more than just the quarterbacks soon as well. Blow it all up chimes in and says, do you all think we draft a wide receiver if we stay at 12? I know he will be gone, but Malik, uh, yeah, Malik Neighbors would be awesome opposite Sutton. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. It's an option. Yeah, like that would be awesome. Adunze would be awesome. Keon Coleman would be awesome. Um, I feel like I'm missing some, but there's even more receivers right there who I would love. Um, like Brock Bowers would be cool. Those offensive linemen, Fashanu, all the big right tackle, JC Latham, like 360 pounds from Bama, who's just like mauling guys and mm-hmm. somehow can move. Like you put him in McGlinchey's spot, like the timeline's a little bit weird there, but that would be awesome. You got the edge rushers, you got Cooper DeGene. You got he he might even be better than Kool-Aid. Like there's just so many good players there that I, I don't know. It's it sucks that they're you're in the top twelve and you're not gonna get probably not gonna get like just an elite talent. I don't know. I think you might. No, you definitely can. If there's that run on quarterbacks and you don't want one, I think so. Oh, if you don't want one, yeah. But I think they're probably going to get one. That's why probably just not. I see what you're saying. You're going to go get, yeah. Final question coming in from that's it. Well, that's it. That's going to do it for us today. It's been a fun conversation. Lots to talk about. And we got one more day. Uh, As Cody says, smash the like button on the way out, everyone. We really appreciate you tuning in. Tune in tomorrow. We're giving our Super Bowl picks, AFC, NFC picks for um, what's going to be maybe an exciting playoff. So tune in. Thank you so much for rolling with us.
We're flying cats.